We always said on this Ask a Dealer podcast uh, that we were going to get special guests, right, Todd? You were going to get uh, that's right different people from around uh, the the dealership, um, but you you went even further than that. Yes, we're at a sister dealership. They're never brothers. They're always sisters, right? Companies are always sisters. I don't know how that, but we're at TDR Auto Plaza up in Kearney, Missouri. Yeah. Which is, uh, just for disclaimers, is owned by the same people that also have Gary Crosley Ford. So it is a sister company, right? Well, no, I mean, because it's owned by the same person, right? But it's not owned by Gary Crosley. So no. I guess that's tough to... It's a separate business unit yeah. for the for for it's not it's a because you hear in the business and we'll get well actually let's introduce uh, let's introduce this uh, this uh, the this, special guest this guy's having a little back pain today yes yeah that's so, from all the that's from all the low prices chopping yeah, that's right chopping that's all right. them prices I'm so, swinging the blade too much and chopping the price today we're we're with my good friend Jamie Tuff. Or our good friend Jamie Tuff. Yeah, Jamie's been my friend for uh, about seventy-five days now. What, Jamie? What do you do here at TDR, man? I am the general manager of TDR Auto Plaza. So uh, you are, and which the is general sales manager and the sales manager and the janitor. So today on Ask, did you even know that we were doing Ask a Car Dealer podcast with Todd Gentry? No, you didn't know Todd Gentry had his own podcast. It's pretty neat. I'm the, not gonna lie. The yeah. the, the young <laughs> country important guy. The young country boy from Kearney, Missouri, or outside Kearney's got his own podcast. Yeah. Cameron, what you, Missouri. What does your family hey, think about? Be careful like dropping stuff on the table because we are recording this. It oh, is all audio. It gets so comfortable you forget that you're recording, yeah, right? Yeah. And you guys are in here messing with stuff, looking that's how it is at the car dealership. Today I want to talk a little bit in this episode, really the difference between a franchise dealership, which Todd you'll be representing, even though we both are our employees here at TDR, which is another disclaimer I gotta put out there. Um, and, and and what would your type of dealership be considered or called, Jamie? Since you don't sell like Ford, brand new Fords, brand new Toyotas, that would be a franchise dealership. What are what are you considered? Uh, a pre-owned dealership. Just a pre-owned used, yeah. used dealership. dealership yep. Right. And all makes and, and models. Yep. Everything. So let me start with that first question because I think that th- are there three different distinct types of dealerships? And correct me if I'm wrong here. You've got your franchise dealerships, which is like a Ford dealership or a Toyota. They also sell used cars and they mostly also have a service department. Correct. And then you've got your used car dealerships, which is just only pre-owned vehicles, right? Correct. Independent. And independent. Yeah. There's, they don't answer to a Ford or a Chevy, Correct. right? Yes. You're your own independent, but a lot of them have their own service departments. Um, a lot of some of them have some of them yeah. do, but most, most so then, but you are not a buy here, pay here dealership, no, which is a totally here, different type of dealership, correct? Right. right. And we discussed that a little bit in the past, but can you, can you help me again? What's the difference between what you do as a used car dealership so, and a buy here, pay here place? As a used car dealership, I have banks that can pretty much loan on every single person out there. So if uh, I wanted to buy a car from TDR, you can get me financing. High probability you're going to get me 99.9, financing. 99.9, but 99.9%. Gotcha. Yeah, right? it's up there. But there are some there are some occurrences where we can't. But a difference is uh, we use banks for financing, which report to the credit bureaus, which builds the credit back up for the customer. So they're not having to pay these higher interest rates. You know, to pay a good year, you can come back, you get another car, your rates go in half. Gotcha. Uh but the difference on from us and a buy here, pay here is the buy here, pay here lots do not report to credit bureaus. You pay directly at the dealership. They turn your car off if you're a minute and a half late on your payment, and they come repo it from you. It sounds like loan sharking. I mean, I want it's, it's right there. Yeah. So I it's, mean, allegedly. I mean, so I it's uh, it's legal loan sharking because yeah. there's a interest rate set max, which is ridiculously high, but it 
Yeah, it's yeah. legalized. Just revisiting. I know it's true because Todd said it too. You guys both described it the same way. So, you know, just making sure Todd wasn't pulling my leg. <laughs> pretty trustworthy guy. Keep me honest. So um, what's the biggest difference between buying from a franchise dealership on a used side and a place like TDR, Todd, like a, a used car solely independent dealership? The biggest difference is going to be the warranty that I that I can offer you on a pre-owned Ford is the big difference between okay. our two dealerships. Yeah. On a pre-owned Ford, I'm going to be able to offer a Ford ESP or an extended service plan, um, where at TDR we couldn't offer the same plan. Now that okay. doesn't mean that we can't offer a good plan or a good extended warranty. That's not at all what it means. It just means that it keeps you in that Ford wheelhouse, right? Um, at TDR, if you bought a used Ford, you would be buying a different brand of an extended service plan. As somebody who markets for both a used car dealership, which is you know TDR, and then somebody who markets for a franchise dealership, as Gary Crosley Ford, on the marketing side, I don't know if the customers you know, is that I have a lot more rules mm-hmm. on a franchise side, right? I because I'm. If it's the same as if you decided to open up a Subway franchise, you know, Subway sandwiches, you got to use their logo, their stuff and all that good stuff. But if I opened up like Joe's, Joe's sandwiches, then I'm more like TDR. I can do whatever I really want to do to market my products. Right. How how do you see that? Do you see that as a uh, what kind of customers do you see from that? Because there are people that like to support local, you know, local, local, which they don't if it doesn't have a Ford brand on it. It's still local, but but it doesn't seem that way. Do you right. see that a lot? Do you see a lot of people that just mom yeah. and pop type stuff? Yeah, you know, we do have our uh, a, a great following of our local business, uh, uh, the 50-mile circle from, from where we're located. Yes, we have 90% of our repeat and referral customers are are from that, that location. Yeah, people Man. just popping in and out of the break room or the uh, the conference room here up at TDR. They're not used to seeing a microphone in everybody's yeah. in this little room. So <laughs> run. was that Brandon? That was one of yeah. the service guys, right? Yeah, right. Run. yeah. Uh, I like how we just continued to keep coming in here when he opened the door. Usually, people open it up and be like, "Oh, they didn't shut it," but yeah. <laughs> he doesn't coming yeah. on in. Yeah. No, but okay, so let me let me ask you this then. Um, what? How difference is? How much difference is the 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 buying? Um, journey, customer buying journey between like a franchise dealership to a used car dealership, right? Because I know at a franchise dealership, it's a test. Is it, are they very similar or is there? Very similar. I mean, everything's essentially the same except for a few minor details as like um, for a new, speaking for Todd, I think they have a certified vehicle where I, I don't have a certification from a manufacturer on my vehicle, but we have our TDR certified. What does it mean by a certification? Uh, meaning that we've done our 156 point inspection um they have a sheet they have to make sure they've touched every part on that vehicle to make sure it is good um and that we're not selling yeah but let me that's not let me worthy. todd let me get into that for a second with you on the franchise side right and nothing against it but right. that reminds me of tommy boy with uh yeah uh, right. you know what i mean chris farley and david spade you ever seen tommy boy at all yep he says you, you know talking about breaks Mm-hmm. He's like, these are brakes are guaranteed. And he's like, yeah, I can slap a sticker that says guaranteed on a whatever. Absolutely. You know. So is that is there really difference when it comes to certified versus? No. Well, I, because especially there, yes, TD, they, do, they do it. Very, you guys do it a very extensive. Like, sure. Yeah. So basically, in my opinion, on certification is it's a dealer's desperation to show the customer how good their car is. Or <laughs> so is not. It is? Okay. It, that's, that's all a certification is, in my opinion. 
um, is to say, hey, we've done all of this stuff, right? And we have certified that with Ford now. So we have given them all the correct documentation and done the correct work and showed them the correct receipts and ROs and all that stuff that we can now certify this vehicle. Mm-hmm. At Gary Crossley Ford and at TDR as well, our reconditioning standards are above and beyond. So we don't do a lot of certification. We don't advertise a lot of certification because we're fully transparent in the process. If a customer comes in and sees Jamie or a customer comes in and sees Todd Gentry and we don't have a certified pre-owned vehicle, we're going to show the customer everything we did to that vehicle. We're going to pull out the service ticket and we're going to say, hey, here's what we did. And the cool advantage at TDR is it's such like we were talking about the local. You know, there's so many local customers that come back, like they start to develop relationships with mechanics and then they can just go back there and they can be like, hey, we can pull a mechanic up, and he's like, yeah, I did this, this, yeah. and this. And they're like, oh, hey, what about the training? Well, you know, I thought the training shifted great, and I checked right. the fluids. So it's a much more uh, kind of at-home feeling, right. you know, yeah. with with those cars. And we don't feel like we need to say our cars are certified right. because we can prove that they right. are a good quality. Yeah. Would you say you guys are starting to drift apart a little bit now? I mean, I got this one microphone. We're up here in Kearney, Missouri. We're uh, – <laughs> We're, we're doing well. You see me moving this thing around because you guys have some great things to say, I, this, which leads me to this question. Buying a used car from a place like TDR, would that be a better um, choice for a customer since TDR is connected to a franchise dealership? And it seems like a lot of those best practices and things that come from the franchise side are trickling down over to TDR. So those things are – and also at the same time when it comes to re- reconditioning of a vehicle or if there has to be any kind of work done – they're basically being done at the same place in the same type of uh, mechanics, right? So the pride that's because I'm I'm just going to put it out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. A lot of people give used car dealerships a bad rap, right? Sure. It has yeah. a bad past of selling lemons or selling yeah. and, and trying to patch things. And all I'm trying to connect here is that Ford apparently comes in and says, "Hey, listen, you have to have a hundred and fifty thousand point inspection to make sure this is sold because our name is on it, right? right. And if you're going to sell it with our name on it, it better pass what we think it needs to pass." So what I'm saying is that that kind of attitude and that kind of like strategy then crosses over to all the vehicles at Gary Crosley Ford that get reconditioned that go out on the used lot. And if you have a sister company like TDR, then they're going to follow that as well. So really, all together, does that make sense? So if you're just a used car lot by yourself. You may not have the same quality um, or strategy or process that a place like TDR would have. Would you? Just, am I off at all? Or oh, you're probably not off. No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so the nice thing about working hand in hand with Todd and with, with the other, with the Gary Crosley Ford is we we do use a lot of same processes, right? Okay. And a lot. Um, there's, I you know, I don't. I can't speak for every other store out there. Right. But, they probably don't have the access to the tools that we have. That was another thing too. Is yeah, that, yeah. So, you know, like the, you know, I can use their same because Crosley's a check. It's a checklist. big dealership, number sure. one dealership in Kansas City, third in, in Missouri. Right. So you get it's kind of it's like uh, I don't want to say you're like little brother, but big brother just got done playing you know hockey or football and has all the, the best cleats and the best and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you get to use them when you're getting ready to go do your 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 practice when it's your time. Exactly. Would you say that's yeah, kind of on the same yeah. level? Yeah, yeah it makes it really nice for us. And, and t- talking about your question, right? The certification, or not the certification, but the reconditioning standards, right? You have to ask yourself, okay, if I'm going to buy a Ford, a Gary Crossley Ford, and TDR has a very similar Ford, which is the better car? That's kind of the question you're asking. Which really? Well, no, no. Add one more aspect in there. Okay. Add another used car lot that doesn't is not associated with the franchise dealership. Right. Let's just say X Y Z Motors. Yes. Right. And they also have a Ford. Yes. Right? Okay. So you take those into consideration. Like Jamie just said, a lot of the same processes we have at Crosley are at TDR and vice versa. Right. 
at Crosley, we also learn things from TDR, right? So we're just a nice little network between each other. Now that third used car dealership doesn't have that advantage, right? Yeah. Because they don't have two, two heads are always better than one, right? Gotcha. So, but what I, what I think about reconditioning standards, Yeah. right? If you're going to go to Gary Crosley Ford and buy a Ford, it more, a used Ford, it more than likely has Ford parts, right? So if I need a set of brake pads when I check that vehicle out and I also need a set of rotors, I'm going to get my brakes and rotors from my Ford parts department. Right. So that's at the consumer. I, I'm not going to answer that for anyone. But if the same car needs those same brake pads and rotors at TDR Auto Plaza, they might be using something from O'Reilly's. A, gotcha. Uh, an, an aftermarket. Oh, more economical. Yeah, um, an aftermarket maybe. rotor not, and an aftermarket brake. Not always is it more well, we economical, gotta, but yes, an aftermarket. Well, we got to stop right there because there is a terminology. This is why we started this whole podcast, Jamie, is because when I'm running into Todd and Terry at everybody at Gary Crosley Ford, they're throwing all this uh, these words at me that the normal consumer just doesn't know, right? right? And I would probably say that the average consumer has no idea what aftermarket means. I know right. car people know what aftermarket is, but in this case, you just caught me off guard because I thought after aftermarket was like putting blowers on it and, you know, jacking it right. up, put tinting out the windows and all that. But you just said aftermarket breaks. What does that mean? What is an aftermarket like part like that? What is it? Just aftermarket so an, just an means? An aftermarket part is the same part that Ford has produced that they have released their patent so another company can can mass distribute it. Also. I got you. And so that is it like generic pharma or pharmaceutical? Sure. Like Viagra came out and then it's 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 patent for like five years. Yeah. And then they got to release it. Now there's other generic type. Correct. I got that could be inexpensive in some situations. Yes. Correct. So you so the difference what Todd and Jamie just back. What Todd's saying here is that you are not required to use Ford's certi- use Ford's says you have to use this part. Right. right. And you don't, and it's not like you're skimping. It's no. just like, it just happens still to be a different a part. part that, it's, yeah. still, it's still the same patent as Ford is building that, that part as. It's just made by a different manufacturer. In some cases, it's probably made by the same manufacturer, just boxed in a different box. Yeah. Right? And I'm so, understanding this. Yeah. And so that's essentially the aftermarket term meaning it's made by a different manufacturer than Ford itself. Yeah. If you guys hear the booms and stuff during this recording, Jamie and Todd are not wearing headphones, and I'm the only one, and they're, they're very passionate about what they're talking about, so hands are coming down on the table. Sorry. Right. No, it's fine. It's just, it, you guys, I love how... i with my hands, sorry. Yeah. No, I love how you guys are, are, are passionate about what you do. Um, my eyes, you know, I've been in the automotive industry for... 12 years and it's been 90 days on the retail actually retail side being in what we call the trenches um and it's so fascinating about how these companies tdr and gary crosley ford work the same but they also work different um and and i see a a big part of that is that you don't have anybody to answer to jamie right you don't have that franchise to answer to your marketing your whatever you're doing um is all you right Right. that's what you and the team comes up with todd you've got to have that 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 foot's got to stay in the Ford world, right? Because you got, we were talking about the other day, uh, Jamie was uh, joking around saying that TDR was going to stand for too damn rowdy, right? Yeah. They're just a bunch of country boys and country girls up here in Kearney, Missouri, selling cars and having a good time. And then uh, we had talked about some you know crazy stuff that you do. And I'm like, man, I could never get away with that in marketing at the Ford store, right? right? And so that's, this is kind of like, I would say that these two stores together makes the perfect mullet. Business up front, party in the back. Yeah, I love it. That's right? actually good. I love yeah. it. That's yeah. real good. You, so yeah. you, you, you see sure. it too because you're at both places as well, Todd. Now, is Crosley your first franchise dealership that you've 
uh, worked at? Because I know you've been in the business for a while. Yeah, I mean, aside from TDR, Gary Crossley Ford is the only dealership I've ever worked at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jamie, same, ever, same thing. Yeah, TDR is the only place I've I started my my life in the car business here, and I'm still here. So let's get into that before we get out of here. You know, I just want to know real quick. I've talked to you a little bit, Todd. We haven't really got that personal on you, but I'm going to get personal with Jamie real quick here. Right? Just real, the most personal questions you can. No, no, just simple. <laughs> That's fine. Just simple, like what? <clears throat> first question. What got you in the car business, right? Unless it's embarrassing, which your face just told a whole uh, it's, story. It's, it's it's not really embarrassing. It's uh, it. I figure I give it a try. Yeah, I always told myself I, I've sold everything. Literally. How long have you been doing cars? Ten years? Uh, a little over ten? Nine years. A little nine over years. nine years. Uh, yeah. So I I pretty much sold everything. Um, I've sold water and I sold water your water back to you at a monthly rate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've literally almost sold everything. Uh, I told myself I'd never be a car salesman. And then nine years, a little over nine years ago, I decided, you know what, let's give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I fell in love. I love cars. And so I just stayed in it and I can't get away from it. Is it because, Todd, you have that same kind of passion. Like you've said this before, is like you like the dickering, right? You yeah. like the, do you like the dickering? Uh, oh, yeah. I love the art of the deal. Okay, the, the whole, like, and, and the trade side of things, too, about getting a trade in, uh, you said, Todd, that that's something that you're just kind of, like, that kind of, like, gives you a hop in your step is when you're sure. negotiating and, and if it's on an RV. I just saw this morning at Gary Crosley Ford, there's a trike sitting in the front uh, showroom uh, at the dealership. <laughs> like, there's nice a motorcycle, three-wheel motorcycle. Yeah, that's awesome. So it, would you say it's kind of this, was it the same thing with you? It's similar, but just like what with, with Jamie, the, the art of figuring out a way to build a relationship strong enough with that customer and create enough value that you don't have to then dicker. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So we enjoy to, to us, yeah, we, it's yeah. to us. Part of the dickering is being that having the ability to build the relationship, build the value. Right. So we don't have to, and, and it becomes fun. Yeah. Right. You know, if you've ever been to a car dealership where you just walk in and start negotiating, that's not fun. That yeah. is dickering. Yeah. But for us, the right. dickering is more, the camaraderie right. and the relationship with the customer and the, oh, you really got me, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? That fun sure. that fun environment of the dickering, right? right. It's, yeah. it's, it's the art of creating value in relationships. Yeah. Relationships is the number one thing. Yeah. Uh, for us, like, as a smaller dealership than Gary Crosley Ford, we rely on our repeat and referral business. I mean, that's our number one provider of sales is repeat and referral. And it's from building those relationships. It started with you drove on the lot and we – Talked to so you, you a lot and started a relationship, you know. And so now, you'd be in a position where you know me and you know that, uh, you know, you've had a conversation with me and you know that I'm looking for a four-wheel drive, you know, a newer type but not brand new. And I'm, I'm into Toyotas. I'm not into Fords or anything. I want, you know, something. So when you get something like that inventory that comes in, <coughs> you're picking the phone up and you're, you're proactively getting a hold of me. Yeah, 100%. And that's what that relationship creates? Correct. Or if you know that I have a kid that's getting ready to turn 16 years old, 100%. you find a vehicle that just yep. came in on trade or something, that, this would probably be perfect for Joey's boy or whatever yep. it is, right? Yeah, so we're reaching back out to him and letting him know what's here. And, you know, and it, it, yeah, it's full, full circle, right? Yeah. That's, that's the coolest part is, you know, like bringing up the for Joey's boy is, is that's what I love about this business also now that I've been long enough at this one place is getting to see those kids that were running around in the showroom yeah. playing in the playroom and now they're turning 16 and buying a car. Yeah. That's real cool. I like should it. Should people be afraid of you? People uh, that don't know you want to buy a car, should they be oh, afraid of you? Absolutely not. No? Because that's a big thing that people get, that whole trust factor, right? right? And that's why you do that relationship building? Exactly. Yeah. So here's, a, here's the last question I'm asked both of you. I want to get your answer on both of these, okay? Because uh, both being leadership – 
uh, at dealerships and, and you know uh, and Todd you kind of crossing over here a bit and, and riding shotgun with Jamie over here at TDR what I want to know is what does it take to be a car salesman what do, when you you have an opening and somebody wants a job and it, and it's somebody just comes right in let's say they have zero car selling experience zero selling experience they're fresh like they just popped out of thin air what do you look for when you're talking to a man or a woman that wants to sell cars? What are you, what is, what's the it factors that you're looking for? And I'll let both you guys, if you want to just kind of toss it back and forth, or what is it? What's the it factor when it comes to selling cars? Work ethic. Work ethic. It's just like with anything you do, whether you want to be an astronaut or a car salesperson, if you're not passionate about it, you're not willing to put in the work, you're not going to be successful, period, in the story. That's the we want, thing to it, it, this is just like anything else. If you go to do it and you do it half-assed, you're going to get half-assed results. If you go in and you do it and you, you stick with a process and you, you truly care about the customer, it, it, I mean, it's just so rewarding, not only emotionally, but financially as well, because you build that book of business and it becomes simple, right? Like Jamie was much better at it than anyone I've ever seen. I mean, you take, this isn't a small used car dealership here. I mean, it's no, a pretty, this is a pretty, it's big, a pretty big one. We've got five service technicians, you know, so that tells you the volume of cars we're running through here. You know, Jamie would sell 30 cars a month at a used car franchise that stocked 100 cars by himself right and literally have customers sitting on the couch and he's running one into finance with one finance manager right, right? Yeah, yeah. and he's running cu customers into finance and his customers are sitting on a couch for an hour or two at a time just to wait for him to show him the car so they can get him into finance you know so so it's that's, the it's the work that's what you want it's the work ethic it's the it's the, the work the, ethic and building relationships making sure you can uh, build relationships with people and uh Building common ground; these are these are the things that we have to do. But when I'm when I'm looking to hire a salesperson, uh, the work ethic is big, right? And and but how can you that tell that by them, talking to somebody? Just the right question. You can see, you know, like what have you done prior to this? It doesn't. So I was never when I started in sales. I had never been in sales, none of that stuff. But my work ethic is what got me there. Is I've always been able to schedule a day, and how, I knew how to make the most out of my day. And uh, so I'm going to ask questions like that on how to, you know. At this job, what did you do? What did you do on your own to make it more productive and easier for you to get your job done? Yeah. And that's going to turn into, okay, it's, it'll work the same here. It's just a different process or it's the same process. A diff you're just selling something different. Right? Can I, I'm going to add something to that. I want to get your guys' opinion, right? This is ended on this. Because I think that I have a, a pretty – we've worked together. You've seen my work ethic, right? I, I'm mm -hmm. like an energizer bunny, and I don't stop, yeah. and that's how I feel. But I'm not in sales. I'm in marketing. I'm, I'm a problem solver, right? Um I would say, I would ask you this, because in my line of work, you've got to be thirsty when it comes to training and knowledge, right? You can't, I can't rely on somebody else to train me on. I got to be thirsty enough to figure it out. I got to be thirsty enough to use the, the internet the right way to get those videos or anything that's going to explain shit to me, correct? Right. Oh, excuse me. I'm at a car dealership and the <laughs> S, S word came out. Oh, wow. Imagine that. That's how they talk back in the, the service drive. But, but. How important is that on the sales side? On marketing, for me, it's extremely important. But what about sales? Huge. 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 Absolutely. Uh, always staying up on you know what, what the latest things are so you know and the knowledge is uh, – and, yeah, just always – Yeah, what should you be thirsty for on the sales side? Did you say it's just uh, – on product knowledge is probably one. Sure. I mean, product knowledge is – so, that, right, they're all, they all have four wheels or six, depending right. on what you're buying. Uh, they all have a radio. They all have air conditioning pretty much now. Uh, so that, that that portion of it is fine. What's the difference that, that 
the new sync system has out or, or something like that just to help sell for the customer and yeah. make the, the salesperson more knowledgeable. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, you always want to be uh, working on your craft, right? Yeah. And so. I, I contribute to the word Kaizen. It's a Japanese word. Toyota used it in their marketing a long time ago. And Kaizen is supposed to mean basically a river that doesn't flow, turns stagnant and dead, sure. right? So the river's constantly moving, and then it's always fresh and everything. And it's the same way, I think, with knowledge is that once right. you stop trying to learn is when you become stagnant and dead. And we see a lot of sales. You've yeah. seen in your career, Todd, yeah. a lot of salespeople that became stagnant and dead, right? It happens. Yeah. And that just comes from complacency or... Can you ever see anybody has a really good ethic and then just goes down the wrong path or? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's that mindset, you know, because it's easy. You know, people can be very, very rude and hateful to us sure. in this industry. And it, you can't let those folks get to you. You know, you got to, in my opinion, it's fun yeah. to prove those people wrong. Correct. That, really that makes a, that's a really good point from this podcast. It, yeah. But for some people, it's yeah. difficult when someone comes in and instantly treats you like, you second know, rate. second rate yeah, because you're a car salesman. Right. Um, it can be very, very, uh, it, it can hurt a little bit sometimes for some people, right? For me, it doesn't. It's a challenge. And you uh, got to look at, I, I try to tell all my sales guys, you got to remember, you don't know what happened to that person right before they got here, right? Right. And, exactly. and so they, you might be the one that's getting the brunt of it, but they don't know you. And so it's not, you're just getting the brunt of it. It's okay, right? right? Just let it roll off the And sometimes in, in challenges that happen at car dealerships, I think car dealers get a, a bad rap because there are things that happen in sure. sales where expectations of a product purchased is not, you know, delivered. And that happens, you know, it happens every once in a while. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's not just car sales. It's just you guys get a really bad rap about it. Because if I go to Chick-fil-A, sometimes I get the wrong order. Even though my order only costs $12, sure. it's, a, it's the same exact thing. It's about customer service, about listening. And what I like about what you guys do is if it is a challenge or something has happened where a customer is not in a position where they think they got what they were supposed to get, you guys, I've seen it myself, make the change, make it happen so that sure. customer is a customer for life yep. and that trust is still there. All right, so I'm gonna, we're going to let this go. I can talk about this all. We should come yep. up here like every other month or something, get Jamie on or every like, sure. you know, fourth, uh, uh, you know. I do have to ask since we are kind of sister companies, can I have the plastic hangers over there for the Crosley shirts down at the down in Liberty? Do you mind? Sure. Okay, thank you very much. I just wanted to get that on, yeah. you know, record it. So. Do you need to borrow $10? <laughs> no, right. turn it back. <laughs> yeah, you can get $15. <laughs> all right, thanks, Jamie Tough. All right. Uh, and then Todd Gentry. Uh, this is Ask a Car Dealer.